Hey guys, Dr. Childs here. Today we're going to be talking about thyroid gland massage. And we're going to be talking about whether or not that's a good thing, whether or not that's something that you, you should consider doing if you have a low thyroid condition, if it's healthy. And I'm also going to be talking about a little bit of a spoiler here, but I'm going to be explaining other options that may be better than thyroid gland massage. So let's jump right in. Now, what is thyroid gland massage? I don't want you to confuse massage therapy for thyroid gland massage because these are two separate things. When I talk about thyroid gland massage, as is, as is the case in this video, I'm actually talking about massaging the thyroid gland with your hands. I'm talking about actually direct massage of that gland and that tissue. This should be differentiated from massage therapy for the thyroid gland, right? Massage therapy could be uh, massaging tissues around the thyroid gland, but not the thyroid gland specifically. So why are we talking about thyroid gland massage? Well, in this case, there's been a growing number of people who are interested in using thyroid gland massage to try and increase thyroid hormone. And I'll explain a little bit about the logic here. So the idea goes something like this. The thyroid gland, your thyroid gland inside of your neck, sits at a place which is actually uh, available for you to touch should you want to. Now, this is different from most endocrine systems inside of the body. So if we take, for instance, let's say the pancreas, which is secreting glucagon and insulin, the pancreas is buried inside of your abdomen. Right? It's not really that easy to get to or to touch. Yes, a trained person might be able to identify it, um, but only somebody who knows what they're doing. The same thing goes for your adrenal glands. These sit on top of your kidneys and they're buried inside of the backside of your chest. Well, not your chest, but your abdomen, abdominal cavity, and they're usually protected by some bones, in this case, your lower ribs. So it's really hard to get down into your kidneys and actually manipulate your adrenal gland should you want to. But that's not the case with the thyroid gland. The thyroid gland is actually pretty superficial and sits at the base of your neck. So if you really wanted to, even right now as you're listening to this, which I don't recommend by the way, but you could start poking around and you could, if you watch a couple videos, identify what your thyroid gland looks like and actually press on it. So why are people considering doing this? Well, the thyroid gland is an, is an endocrine tissue and it sort of has a sponge-like quality. So if you ever look up pictures, if you just do thyroid gland and into Google or Bing or something like that, and look at what it looks like, you'll see it kind of has a spongy quality to it. And I've seen it in real life. I've seen it in people's necks doing surgeries and thyroid surgeries and removals. And so it does actually look like what the images that you're seeing, even if they're artistic images. And it does have that sort of spongy quality to it. And inside of your thyroid gland is retained some thyroid hormone. So yes, your thyroid gland produces thyroid hormone, but some of that is retained inside of there that can be um, mo mobilized as your body needs it. So it's sitting there kind of laying in wait. Now the idea behind thyroid gland massage is you are basically taking over that job of the thyroid gland, pressing on the thyroid gland tissue and causing the expression or the, you know, you're expressing out that thyroid hormone earlier than it would want to be coming out normally, right? So in this way, you're actually pushing out some thyroid hormone. Now for those patients who have what we call hypothyroidism or low thyroid function, this can sound appealing, right? Because maybe you're somebody who's taking your thyroid medication daily. Maybe you're someone who's taking supplements, doing everything that you should, but you're still feeling bad, right? You're still having hair loss. You're still having weight gain. You're still having symptoms of hypothyroidism. So you might think, well, if I take matters into my own hand and I massage my thyroid gland, maybe I can express out more thyroid hormone and maybe I can feel better. So this logic has led to a number of people actually recommending this therapy of thyroid gland massage. Now, I'm here to tell you that I don't think this is a very good idea. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna explain two reasons why I don't think you should do thyroid gland massage, and then I'll give you about five or six other treatments that you can consider, which will be beneficial in various ways. So let's talk a little bit about the probably the number one reason why I don't recommend thyroid gland massage. And to do this, I want you to think about um, a mosquito bite. And this is gonna, this is gonna play a role as we talk about um, the thyroid gland and Hashimoto's thyroiditis and the immune system, and it'll all kind of come together. 
So think about the, uh, the mosquito bite, put it in the back of your head, and let me just briefly sort of explain hypothyroidism. So you know if you're watching this that the majority of people who have hypothyroidism, the cause of that hypothyroidism is an autoimmune disease, autoimmune disease called Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And the hallmark of Hashimoto's thyroiditis is immune cell infiltration inside of the thyroid gland. So you already know right away if you have Hashimoto's that you have immune cells inside of your thyroid gland and those immune cells are causing inflammation. They're stirring up uh, the immune system, the immune system is coming and it's damaging the thyroid gland, okay? Now, this is where the, this is by the way, the number one cause of hypothyroidism in the United States. So if you have low thyroid and you're listening to this, there's about a 90% chance that you have immune cells inside of your thyroid gland right now, unless you're in remission. So let's go back to that analogy of the mosquito bite. So imagine now you have a mosquito bite. Well, what happens when you get a mosquito bite, right? It itches, okay? So when you itch it, does it may, you may some temporarily get some relief from the itching, but what happens to it? It gets more, it gets red, it gets more inflamed, and it feels worse, right? That, that's exactly what is supposed to happen because by you itching it, by you adding some physical trauma to the area, you're recruiting more immune cells to the area. Now let's apply this logic to the thyroid gland. So now let's imagine that you are somebody with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, you have low thyroid function, but you think, well, maybe it's a good idea for me to massage my thyroid gland. Well, guess what happens? You start pressing on the thyroid gland, the immune cells that are already there because you have the autoimmune disease, they get stirred up, they cause more inflammation, and now you've recruited more immune cells to the thyroid gland, which may cause damage and may make your thyroid or may make your condition worse. So in this case, you might be doing way more harm than good by massaging your thyroid gland if you have Hashimoto's and if you have immune cell infiltrates. Now, yes, it doesn't mean that everybody who does this will experience this problem, but it is definitely a risk. So you have to think in your head, is the risk of making my thyroid worse temporarily or for some period of time worth the potential benefit of getting out more thyroid hormone? Which for this reason, because I mentioned, because Hashimoto's is so common, I don't think the, the benefits outweigh the cons in this case. That was number one. Number two, we have another problem, and that is there's really no way to assess how much thyroid hormone you are expressing out of your thyroid gland when you massage it. In other words, let's say you massage it for five minutes. Well, did you get 20 micrograms of T4 and five micrograms of T3? Did you get 50 micrograms of T4 and five micrograms of T3? There's no way to know how much thyroid hormone is coming out for, for every minute that you massage your thyroid gland. So pressing on it is sort of a very inaccurate or barbaric way to try and improve thyroid hormone. You're sort of just guessing. And in that case, if you're doing it and, and, and some thyroid hormone is coming out, it may interfere with your thyroid medication and cause more harm than good again because you're not sure what's going on. Or is your medication working? Is it not? Are the supplements you're using working? Or are the other therapies you're using working? It just clouds the picture. And there's no real way to fine tune that dose to figure out, well, if I massage, if I massage it for five minutes, I'm gonna get X amount of T4 and X amount of T3. So it's a very crude sort of um, shotgun approach to trying to improve thyroid hormone. And for that reason, again, I'm not gonna recommend it. So those are two big reasons that I would say stay away from massage therapy or massage, uh, massaging your thyroid gland. Now, there are other things that you can do though if you're thinking about this because I do like the idea and, and the track that these people are heading because the idea is, well, listen, maybe there's something that we can do to the neck area, to the head and neck, to improve how efficient and how well my thyroid is functioning. And that is absolutely true. So let's talk about other things that you can do without potentially interfering or causing problems with the thyroid gland, which may help thyroid function. So number one, we have massage therapy of the body, but especially the head and neck. So massage therapy is a great therapy, a great treatment that you should consider doing if you have hypothyroidism. A lot of patients with hypothyroidism end up with muscular pain as a result of their low thyroid function. So massage therapy will help in that regard. 
And what we, what we see is we have um, a lot of people will experience problems such as pain, especially in the case of the low back, when there's an imbalance between those, those muscles. So if you can have a massage therapist come in and iron out those muscles or mechanically even them out and get rid of knots and get rid of t- uh, tension and tight points, then you can actually cause, you can actually experience a lot of benefit in doing that. Now you can do this, especially in the head and neck area without targeting the actual thyroid gland. So there are tons of muscles in the neck, including the front part and the back part, which can be manipulated um, and, and they can actually be targeted by massage therapists who are, who are skilled in that area. So you can use massage therapy, but try to avoid thyroid gland massage when you're doing it, especially in the head and neck area. The next thing that you can do is you can actually do neck exercises to balance the musculature in the neck. So previously I mentioned the concept of back pain. Now, a ton of people who have low back pain, they they experience that back pain because there's an imbalance between their abdominal muscles and the posterior muscles in their back. And when they do core exercises, they actually see a relief in that pain. So in that way, the muscles are actually uh, very important for the physiology and the homeostasis of that person in their low back. We can apply those same principles inside of the neck, right? So you have muscles in front of the neck and you can kind of see some of them here on me and you could do this to yourself, by the way. But how often are we sitting hunched in front of our computers looking down or even having our head turned to one side if you if you're maybe have a second monitor or something like that? And constant repetitive motion in this way can cause an imbalance between the muscles in the front and the muscles in the back and result in pain and imbalance to those muscles, which can limit blood flow and lymphatic flow and also venous drainage. So by balancing these muscles, by doing certain neck exercises, you can improve that homeostasis and may improve thyroid function, or at least the optim- optimize the thyroid, the anatomy of the location around the thyroid so that it can work correctly. Again, it's probably not going to target the thyroid directly, but it can help everything around it, which will help it work more effectively. Um, I will have a video which goes over these neck exercises. I haven't done it yet, but I will uh, be doing that very soon. So I have six exercises which you can do for the neck, and I'll be going over a specific video just for that. The next thing you can consider would be number three, and that's chiropractic work or osteopathic therapy of the head and neck. A lot of people associate you know, that snap, crackle, pop with chiropractic therapy, but there are other soft tissue things that you can do similar to massage therapy, uh, myofascial release and soft tissue exercises and so on. Um, you can do these exercises, again, to bring balance to muscles that are maybe firing uh, stronger than the other side or you know, maybe your front muscles are, 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 are weakened because you're constantly looking down and the, the back of your head, the neck muscles are um, tightened because, you know, for that reason, because they're, they're being flexed and, or relaxed or vice versa. So you can actually use chiropractic therapy or osteopathic therapy to bring balance to the area as well. Number four, you can consider lymphatic work. So your lymphatics drain from the head and neck into the left side of your neck, into the jugular vein via the lymphatic duct. And so what you can do is if there's any sort of imbalance in the muscles in the neck, that may put pressure on that lymphatic duct, which means it's not going to drain as well. So if you do some lymphatic work, lymphatic massage, you may open the area up and ensure that not only blood flow is getting into the thyroid gland, which your thyroid needs for nutrients to produce thyroid hormone, but it can also improve the elimination of things that your thyroid doesn't need anymore via the lymphatic system. So whenever you're thinking about detoxification or just optimizing any sort of area in the body, you always want to think about the arterial blood flow in, the venous blood flow out, and the lymphatic uh, uh, passage out of it as well. So you have three areas. You have the arteries, the veins, and the lymphatic system that you want to be thinking about. And then lastly, so I think we're on number five or six here, you can consider trigger point injection therapy. So there are a ton of people, maybe even you listening to this, especially patients who have um, hypothyroidism, they experience trigger points. So if if I were to... uh, have you in an office and I would start poking on your neck and around the chest area down your sternum, we would probably find areas which hurt really badly when they were pressed on. And this is kind of how uh, doctors can diagnose fibromyalgia. These are called trigger points. Now what you can do is you can actually get injections of these things using either sugar water or lidocaine or things like that. And they can actually make these trigger points relax and finally um, even out the, the musculature there and reduce pain in the area. 
So you can get these things done, especially if you have this sort of pain in the back of the neck area. It's usually not in the front so much, but usually in the back, especially at the base of the skull. So you can consider trigger point injection therapy. All of these therapies that I just mentioned now are designed to help improve and optimize the anatomy and the physiology of the surrounding tissues of the thyroid gland without actually influencing the thyroid gland directly. And this will allow you to obtain benefit without potentially causing harm. So for these reasons, I'd recommend against massage therapy. And if you want to, and I do think it would be a good idea, try these other therapies that I mentioned before. There's like five or six here um, that you can use. So that's all I have for you guys today. Um, if you've done massage therapy of your thyroid gland, let me know below. I wanna kinda of hear about your experience with it. Do you think it helped you feel better? Did you think it caused more harm than good? Have you tried some of the other things that I mentioned? Leave your comments or questions below because I'd like to hear about that. And if you haven't already, make sure that you download my free thyroid PDF resources. I have tons of information all designed to help thyroid patients like you feel better. So if you like this, I think you'll love that. And that's all I have for you guys. So otherwise I'll see you in the next one.